Hello, everyone. Happy holidays. We hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Um, obviously, this episode has been recorded previously, like I think a month or a month and a half ago. But we appreciate you staying tuned, and we hope that you enjoy this. This is obviously part one. Um, but yeah. All right. Bye. <laughs> Welcome to the show. This is Ron California, and you're listening to the Untraditional Podcast, a podcast where we interview people with unique stories that will hopefully inspire you to take the untraditional route to success. I'm joined in the studio by my co-host Bill. Woo! Bill, how's it going? Great. How are you? Good, man. How was yeah. your weekend? Uh, really boring. I mean, no. no, but I mean, we had a we had a good thing yesterday, right? We had a pool party. Yeah, we started off Labor yeah. Day weekend with a pool party yeah. last night. What did we drink? What did we eat? Well, we had Heineken Zero. What's with, Heineken Zero? With <laughs> it's Heineken without the alcohol. Wow. I know. I know. Okay. For some of you online, you're like, oh, and to boring. Make, <laughs> and to make it even more emasculating, what did we eat? We had uh, gummy bears and uh, what was it? M and M's. M and M's, sour gummy worms, and then those were good. Yeah, but the smoothies at the end, those were those yeah. were amazing. So tough. Yeah, 100%. we had to balance it out, right? Yeah, we, we had to did. Have a healthy yeah. smoothie with yeah, with the gummy bears. Yeah, and we're so fun. Um, we promised to leave at eight thirty p.m. What time did we actually leave? Uh, I think it was closer to nine thirty. Yeah, I left first. You followed me. That was a big deal. Yeah. We had an after party to go to. That's true. What was the after party? I think we worked. <laughs> we were prepping for this uh, podcast. Yeah, actually. so pretty much, Ron, since you had nothing fun in the week, you worked on the weekday and you also worked on the weekend. I did, but it wasn't work because I was really excited for this podcast okay. and I had to do my research yeah. and it was enjoyable finding out about our guests. Sure. That is good. like your number one thing that you do here. It's just research and then you try to get to know the guests very intimately so we don't seem like we're unofficial and fake, right? <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, thanks for asking, but my week was pretty busy too. Um, uh, I took my final sick day at work, um, so I have no more sick days. So uh, I'm pretty much working five days a week, 11 hours a day, uh, and not counting the, the damn commute. But uh, <laughs> tomorrow should be fun, right? Labor Day? Yeah, I'm what, excited. What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to head down to San Diego. It's a little bit cooler down there. I like the vibe, maybe get some beach time, so... Maybe stopping by in Little Italy or Gas Lamp. Okay. Getting something to eat and drink okay. out there. Good, good, good. I'm, I'm going to Little Armenia tomorrow. Okay. And I'm going to go to um, Thai Town. And where is Little Armenia exactly? For some of oh. our our listeners that are not in SoCal. You really just called our listeners uncultured, huh? No, 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 no. <laughs> well, where is Little Armenia? It's pretty much in Glendale. Glendale. <laughs> And uh, it's like, yeah, south of Glendale, Thai Town is a little north of Little Armenia, but for the most part, um, I think like 20 minutes um, west of Pasadena. Awesome. Yeah. And you guys are going to check out some Armenian food. I hope so. You know, um, I've been YouTubing a lot. Um, maybe we could uh, check out some things that we haven't eaten before. You know, there's like Lebanese Armenians, there are Persian Armenians, uh, very vast culture. So I'm hoping to get some food, maybe bring some for you. Man, that'd be awesome if you could. Hey, okay, cool. Our guest today is a Food Network award-winning chef and owner of the Trendy Chef Catering Company. His viral videos have millions of views across Instagram and TikTok, and there's even a video about deep-frying water. Without further ado, I would like to introduce Trendy Chef. Trendy, welcome to the show. 
Thanks Woo! for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I did deep fry water. I missed the deep fry water myself. <laughs> Very dangerous. Don't do it at home. <laughs> what is it about deep frying that makes it so good? I mean, I go to these fairs, the OC Fair, the San Diego Fair, the LA Fair, these deep fried products, man. There's lines at those food booths. Yeah. I don't even know how I really... I just randomly deep fry water. Well, I went, I'm a culinary graduate, so I did gastronomy, which is I gelatize the water. And once you gelatize it, you bread it like you'll do chicken or fish or anything normal. And then the breading will hold, kind of hold the water. But once it hits the, the fryer, it pops the gelatin. So that batter is literally just holding the water together. Um, and it was, uh, I got a lot of, lot, of, lot of crap for it. But then it went ultra, ultra viral. Like TikTok took it down like eight times. The first time it was up, it got 10 million views in Woo! four hours. Second time it was up, it got... 16 million views oh, in wow. two days and it just I just kept putting it back up I'm surprised they didn't take my page away <laughs> um, and, yeah, and I just kept putting it back up and up but then now it's like at a couple million views and they, they I don't know if they just didn't catch it or if I worded it different um, but I think on that one I'm safe because I put don't try at home that time finally so they was like yes sir so when I did it um, they reached out to like some scientist that's supposed to be like number one in, in I don't know if it was in California and he recreated the whole thing and did it as if something went wrong. So if it was a little hole, one little hole at the bottom, he was like, the water would have hit the, the, the oil, it would have boiled over, it would have hit the fire, and it would have went up in flames, which he's 100% right. But I tell people, you know, I'm a professional and don't do this at home. <laughs> but um, hundreds of kids did it and everybody succeeded. Nobody went up on fire, but they called it a TikTok suicidal prank in a newspaper. No way. And I was like, damn, bro, like, like no, is, is, is bad press? Is bad <laughs> press good press? Yeah, because they <laughs> the people that posted me had like like twenty eight million followers or something. So I was like, all right, whatever. And I'm like, what's suicidal about it? I guess because they said what would happen. And I was like, but everybody succeeded. They followed what I did. So yeah, it was crazy. So that's how the whole deep fried thing. I never really deep fried stuff before that. So I was like, now I was like, what what do I deep fry next? And it was the watermelon, Kool Aids. Uh, just everything, ice cream. So I just started going crazy and it just started getting millions of views on everything. I'm like, oh, dang, this is a hit. There's and demand. Yeah, I was, like, like it. I was like, you guys like dumb stuff. All right, cool. <laughs> and then I started answering questions from my fans. Now they're like, hey, deep fried Skittles. Hey, deep fried popcorn. Hey, deep fry this. And I'm like, all right, I, I guess. And then, some, then it started getting ridiculous. People started telling me to deep fry cell phones. And I'm like, now you're getting come out of food. It's not even food let's, keep, let's keep it edible. I'm like, come on, guys. I'm already deep frying cotton candy and doing silly stuff. Yeah, they like deep fry a cell phone. Because they know I have a sign I post my kids all the time. They're like, deep fry his cell phone when he gets in trouble. I'm like, that would go ultra viral, but I'm not going to do that. That would like get billions of views. That would go crazy. But I was like, I'm not going to deep fry an iPhone. Just buy him another cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> With the money made from that. That definitely would make money. So that's kind of how the whole deep frying thing started. That's amazing, man. But definitely don't try it at home. Uh, even if you follow me, just don't. Just it's, it's dangerous. It doesn't taste good. It was just a fun experiment that just went viral and went crazy. Mm -hmm. I went from, what, that 10,000 followers to almost 200,000 over that one video. I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and what's your uh, what's your Instagram and TikTok handle? 
Uh, TikTok is TrendyChef underscore. Instagram is TrendyChef. But I always tell people, just put in TrendyChef. I'm going to pop up. There you go. You're yeah. the one and only. Yeah, I don't even put the underscore. There's a couple fake pages, but you'll know because of my followers and the fake page followers. But, oh, they, yeah. make, they make fake uh, pages for you? Yeah. That's a, how you know you've made it. Yeah, <laughs> that's great for us. It's a, it's a dude from, I don't know if he's from India or something. He's like, he messaged me and said, I'm taking your name. I was like, well, okay. And he was like, because you can't do anything about it because I'm out of the States. And he's 100% correct. I have a patent. I own it in the United States. I don't wow. own it outside of the United States. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, whatever. But he has like a couple hundred followers. Nobody yeah. pays attention to him. So I'm like, eh, whatever. But he literally took my name. In a, in a whole Careful if he deep fries that cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he deep fries that cell phone. He deserves it. Yeah, I'm, I'm done for it. I better do it first. So, yeah, so yeah, that's how I don't like it's It's crazy because... Now I got myself in kind of like, that's like my niche now. Well, it was. I kind of like went back out of that because I was known before the whole deep fried thing. I was known for just making crazy food. Mm-hmm. I was on the Steve Harvey show because I stuffed mac and cheese inside of a chicken wing. Um, I do, you know, um, hash brown waffles and little crazy stuff. And that's what people know me for before the deep fry. Um, so now I'm starting to get back into like the fun stuff that I like. Deep frying is fun, but... It's only so much stuff you can do. Well, you can pretty much defy everything. Right. <laughs> you can do it to water. I mean, uh, I, yeah, was, yeah. I was shocked when I read about that, man. Deep I saw the video, air. too. <laughs> so many people for the water were like, did, did you freeze it? And then they see the video. I was like, you didn't freeze it. It was literally, that water was from a water bottle. It was from the sink. Yeah. So it wasn't even like, I didn't freeze it. I didn't do anything special but add, you know, gelatize it. But yeah. Nice, man. Well, we'll have to come back to your Instagram and maybe you can drop some tips about how to go viral. But let's let's start the beginning, Trendy. Tell us about your upbringing. What was it like, you know, growing up? First of all, tell us where you're from and then what role did food play in your family? You know, was that like a, a big deal? Like with the whole family kind of getting together oh, yeah. or was that just a passion that you just kind of grew into separately? Tell us okay. about that. Man. I'm from a couple of different places, but I always represent Moreno Valley because that's why I like, grew up. Um, I got family on the islands, you know, Jamaica, um, Kingston, different places like that. But Moreno Valley is like where I was raised, basically. Um, I was raised with a single father. I had a stepmom, um, but they was kind of always back and forth, like breaking up, getting back to all this other stuff. So it was basically just me and him and, and brothers and sisters. Um, and he, he's an army guy, you know, he's a combat veteran. He's a, he's, just a real old school army guy where he eats, he'll, he'll drop a sandwich on the ground, pick it up and eat it. Like literally don't dust it. It'll be dust on it. And I'm like, you want to eat that? Like, he's had he, worse in the field. Yeah, yeah sure. way worse. That's why he's like, this is nothing. Like, just he, fry it. One day he was, just, one day he just had his hand on the counter. It was just a, a bunch of ants crawling up, like literally hundreds. He was like, I was like, bro, look at your arm. I'm all going crazy. He's like, oh man, that's nothing, man. Calm down. I'm like, this guy's a savage. But, um, but yeah, he didn't know how to cook anything, man. He literally, he would, um, first person I've seen scrambled eggs in the microwave. Um, he'll boil water in the microwave. He never turned on the stove. I'm like, bro, what? It was just sandwiches and ramen noodles in the microwave, everything. And I was like, man, I want, re- like, real food. Like, you know, I have to get, like, food from my aunt or a different place to get real food. So in the household, there was no real food. So I was like, you know what? Let me try to, let me try to cook something. So I worked at um, Food for Less grocery store, saved up for a steak. Because um, we were really poor, we didn't have any money, so I had to save up for a steak. Yeah. Um, and then I saved up for the steak, burnt it to a crisp. Like <laughs> it was like beef jerky, but it was. I was like, I made this though. I was like teeth hurting everything, but I was like, I love this hard That's beef right. jerky. That's I made right. this beef jerky. And then uh, I was like, man, you know what? I was I was sleeping because I was like in the like in trouble, you know, hanging out, fighting, doing all kind of crazy stuff. 
and I was sleeping, and literally I slept, I slept with the TV on for some reason, loud, and then I woke up, it was an infomercial on culinary school, and I was like, culinary school, hmm, like, it's interesting, I never thought about cooking, never practiced, I never, never was a thought in my mind, I was like, alright, let, let's try this out, signed up, um, you know, I went to UCR Riverside, Woo! and then I went to, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then, uh, I took a cooking class at Riverside Culinary Academy, and I went there, man, I was like, I didn't know how to make an egg, I didn't know how to do anything, I didn't know how to turn on a stove, they're like, oh, you're doomed, because <laughs> everybody else in the school was like, you know, I grew up with my grandma, um, my mom taught me this, so everybody in the school already knew somewhat how to cook, and not me, man, but then, as the years went on, actually it was uh, like a year and a half, I was, in, I was a junior now. Um, we did a competition, 1,200 people, and it was a two-week-long competition. Every day people were getting eliminated. I placed first, wow. number one. And I was like, oh, dang, I'm, I, this, is, this is crazy. I really know how to do this. But it was just studying day and night, flavor Bible, knife cuts. I, I took it way more serious, especially at a young age. Everybody went out after school party. It was like people were forcing them to go there. I, me, I was like, no, man, I'm in my cookbook every single night. I'm studying the right notes. I'm studying the greats. And I, you know, became the chef I am, man. Wow. So yeah, went from not boil, not not knowing how to boil an egg or do anything, to winning uh, Food Network show and beating two. Com- uh, it was three competitors, but two of them were Michelin star chefs. That's the mm. highest I beat them. Right. And people saw it. now 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 I say like the Instagram and all the crazy food. I can do that because you can't say I can't cook because I was in the kitchen with you know real chefs. And to me, man, I'll, I'll put up any kind of money against any chef in the world. I don't care who it is. Yeah, you trying to you're trying to scream out right now? Like, <laughs> who, who do you want to beat? Who do you want to beat? Um, I'm definitely going to beat Bobby Flay. <laughs> um, we're actually already working on some things. Uh, I can say a little bit, but um, working on because he has a show called Beat Bobby Flay. Mm-hmm. Uh, working on some things, and uh, he's he's going down. Oh <laughs> man, watch out, Bobby Flay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then when I beat him, I don't want anybody else to ever say anything. I can just beat cereal online for the rest of my life, <laughs> like Mr. John Luke over there, King of Cereal. Um, yeah, he I deep fried cereal too. It's crazy. I, mean, I forgot that. I deep fried cereal. Breakfast of champions. Yeah, I deep, <laughs> I deep fried cereal. I forgot all about that. I'm like, I did deep fried. I don't know what I have in deep fried. Now I know what I'm doing tomorrow for breakfast. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Yeah, wow, man. So, it sounds like you were really passionate about cooking and then about excelling as well. You said you were like studying in your books, your friends were partying, doing a bunch of other stuff. What do you think was the reason for you to just kind of get so focused on school, man? And was, trying to get away from something like... Yeah, trying to get away from the trouble, man. Just yeah. partying and fighting and, and people shooting at every party. You know, house parties in Marina Valley, it was, you can't go to a party without someone shooting or doing wow. something crazy. I was like, I got to figure something out, man. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I have nothing. I, you know, I was an All-American basketball player. Um, you know, I gave that up for cooking too. So I was like, "You chose cooking over sports." Yeah, I chose wow. cooking over sports because I was like, "You know what? What are the? Because I I have friends that are amazing, some of the best players I've ever seen, still didn't make it to the NBA. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're go, to go to the NBA, you have to be on a whole nother yeah. level, man. Yeah. Um, so I was like, "You know what? I don't want to go all the way." Even though I have friends that's playing overseas right now, doing amazing. Um, but my goal is always bigger. I always thought bigger. So it's like if I'm going to play, I want to go to the NBA. Playing overseas would be cool. But I want to be, you know, in in the NBA. So I was like, you know what? Let me let me try this cooking thing out. Never even thought I was going to be on the on the Food Network. Never thought I was going to be doing. You know, the first celebrity I cooked for was Jay Leno. Ever yeah. the first celebrity ever. I was able to see like 
I don't even think a fourth of his, his car collection because he has the biggest car collection in the world. Um, I was able to see some of his white and black cars, which mm-hmm. is like hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, man, this is dope. And just that's it inspired me to see like people with that kind of money and doing that. Like, I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. You know, and then being able to on the food network talking to Alex and Shelly, Bobby Flay, you know, talking to each other about buying. Oh, I'm going to buy this three million dollar house next week. Oh, mine was two million. I'm like. You are you guys are chefs like me, so it's possible for me. So I was like, man, this is dope. That's inspiring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and for a guy like yourself, you know, you're from the Inland Empire. I grew up in here as well. That's amazing, Matt. And so you go to culinary school. Um, I would have loved to be your friend during that period <laughs> because I, I'm assuming you make all these cool meals every, and then you kind of pass them off to yeah. your friends, right? Like, oh, I need a, a taste test like every, every single day, man. Wow. Every day. And I and I had roommates at the time, so my, my friends were like, "Yes, it's every day is dinner." So yeah, you pay for rent and, and, and meals. <laughs> I wish. Like you I guys take both. care of the rent. I'll just cook for you I guys. Have, I should have made that deal. Both, I had to do both. <laughs> so you finished school here in Riverside. Yeah. And where do you go next? After that, so um, a lady came up to I'm gonna say her name because I love her, um, Celia Smith. Um, she owned the first mobile Pink's Hot Dog truck. So Pink's Hot Dog is famous in Hollywood. Yeah, but yeah. they didn't have a mobile where they were traveling anywhere. She purchased the first one. Um, as I was a senior, going to graduate, she came up to the school and she's like, you know what? I have a job opportunity for you guys. Um, everybody was hyped up. Yeah. And then she was like, but you have to make hot dogs. And everybody was like, hot dogs? I'm, I'm a chef. I graduated. I was like, I sat down. People got mad at me. I was like, none of us are chefs. I was like, what do you mean? We have our, we have our degree. And I was like, what does that mean? That's a piece of paper. Have you it's all theory. In, yeah, I was like, have you worked in a restaurant? No. Have you? Have you? And everybody's like, no. I was like, well, I'm going to go make hot dogs, Josh. Nobody with me? Everybody said no. So then she also owned a catering company. Um, so working for her for five years, that's where I was able to do Coachella. Um, I was able to meet so many celebrities, from Drake to Justin Bieber, um, giving out my business cards. I made business cards at Staples, and I was just giving it out to these celebrities. And every single celebrity, I told them, I'm going to cook for free. And none of them turned it down. Cook for free, of course. Yeah. Um, and then she, my, my old manager, she was like, you know what? I also own a catering company. Um, I want you to cook this food. Here's the menu. Um, we'll talk about it after. And that's when I met Jay Leno because she was like, Let me, now come here and I'm going to introduce you to the client that you cook for. He loves your food. Jay Leno walks in. I'm like, this is crazy. It's like, I just cooked for Jay Leno. Why did you tell him that before? She said, because the food would have been horrible. You would have tried too hard. Right. And I was like, you're right. You're right. I overdid it. I overdid it. So um, I was like, man, and for me, accepting this hot dog job Mm -hmm. led me, she taught me everything there is to know about catering, the behind the scenes of the catering business. And when she taught me so much, I was like, I want to open my own catering business. She was like, oh yeah, like, let's do it. I'm going to teach you step by step. If it wasn't for her, man, if it wasn't for taking the hot dog job, I probably would, I would still be cooking, but I'll be cooking, I'll be working in different restaurants. Like, like, yeah, I worked in like seven or eight restaurants. So that one job kind of changed your life. Yeah. Changed my wow. life. From there, of course, I didn't just open. As sure. I opened my catering company, I was still working because I still had to be in an actual restaurant. Right. So right. I worked in restaurants like the Mission Inn in Riverside. Oh, yeah. Uh, amazing. Amazing restaurant. Synchronized service. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you do synchronized service, you circle the table. All the plates have to hit. Like All the chefs are carrying this plate out. You're, you kind of iron. You have a lead chef. And you kind of, you're looking around without noticing. Without turning your neck, kind of like looking your eye, like looking around with your eyes. And they know, okay, it's time to drop the plate. If the plate doesn't hit at the exact same time, I guess they had back then, the meal was free for that table. And the meal was expensive. 
Ooh. So all the wow. all the plates had to hit at the same exact time. And what is that called? Synchronized service. Synchronized service. Yes. Yes. Never heard of that. Yeah, so you cook the wow. food and then they come out. We and, and our feet, everything, our feet have to align the same. We have to step the same. Like, yeah. It was like I was in the army or something. But it was like, and then you circle their table, you stop, you look, and then drop the plates, stand back up straight, and you can go the opposite way out. It was great. So I tell people, I've worked for Michelin star, worked for high-end restaurants. I've done it all. Wow. I've literally done it all from hot dogs to Michelin star restaurants. I'm still blown away by the whole, like, synchronized stuff. Like, I've never had that experience. <laughs> you should try it. You when you should go to Michelin. Yeah. I'm too they had a, um, a restaurant I wanted to go to a, a, a while ago, but I didn't get a chance to before they shut down. But it was in San Diego. It was uh, where they eat in the dark. I don't know if you ever heard of it. I've heard about that. Yeah. Ve- Vegas has it. Oh, they, There's one in Las Vegas. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I want to <laughs> do that because uh, as a chef, it's, it's testing your palate. Because if you can't see something and you taste something, it's way different. Mm-hmm. In culinary school, we had a blind taste test where it was literally mustard. And we didn't know it was mustard just because of it was weird. It's the weirdest thing. You guys need to try it, and you guys be mind blown. We thought mustard was like something way different. Somebody said like a balsamic vinaigrette or something off that is not even close. So I was like, man. So that's how I think. So I get the concept of like the whole eating in the dark thing. Mm-hmm. But no, you don't feed me like a, a thing of like ants or worms or, or grasshoppers. <laughs> and, you know, there's real food I'm down. Well, speaking of insects. I think we over. <laughs> Wait, I'm going somewhere with this. I'm Deep going broad. somewhere with this. <laughs> Did you ever study abroad? And the reason I ask that is because in Thailand, you know, I, I've, I've been there, traveled there, and uh, they had insects that you could eat. So... Yeah. Tell us a little bit about you potentially studying abroad if you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I did study abroad. Um, and the way I even studied, the way that even came about was culinary school too. For winning a competition, that was kind of my my, my reward. Nice. Um, so I was able to go to Florence, Italy for three months, mm. Thailand for three months. Um, so I was going for six months out of the year. So it was back to back. It was Thailand and then Italy. Italy's amazing, but Thailand was... Yeah, that's what I love. As you guys can see, I love Thai food. That's street food. But yeah, yeah, I was out there. So, studying abroad, I was supposed to go to this classroom and study and do all this stuff. After I was done, I kind of took it upon myself to go to these different restaurants. And I told the head chef, I'll cook for free. Or I'll wash dishes, not cook. I'll wash dishes for free um, if I can kind of get an eye of the kitchen and kind of see what they're doing. And they've never had someone just come in and say, I'll do this for free. Just, you know, I'm from the United States. They're like, what? what's going on? So they were like, you know what? Just forget the dishes. Come out every day at this time. Come and just watch everything our chefs are doing. I did that in Italy and Thailand. And the, the other kid was a couple of people that I was on the study abroad too. And they're like, you're crazy, man. We're going out to party after this. Like, I was like, what's up with all this partying stuff? <laughs> um, and I was like, nah, I'm good. And they were like, every day, they were, people was like, you're insane, bro. Like, you're going every single day after studying. After that, you're going to the restaurant. After I leave the restaurant, I'll have my notebook. I'll go back to our room, and I'll write notes, and I'll study. Mm-hmm. That's why I tell people my love for food is a little different than a normal chef. I right can now. tell, man. <laughs> yeah, it's not love. It's yeah. an obsession. <laughs> yeah, it's not, like, it's not about money. It was never about – I never even thought about – it's crazy because the entire time culinary school and doing – I never even thought about money the entire time. And, and then now when the money started coming out, I was like, oh, dang, okay. This is, this is crazy. I'm getting paid this amount of money to cook for it. Especially celebrities, like I, I love them, but they're they're a little dumb. Uh, so, <laughs> We're gonna cut that out, guys. <laughs> I love you guys, but because it's like 
they're hyped up like they want like you know a few celebrities want gold all over everything so I've done 24 karat gold shrimp I've done 24 karat gold chicken barbecue chicken wings where I turned the barbecue gold um, I've seen the tomahawk at the oh, salt bays yeah, yeah, yeah too <laughs> Like go, no, go no, for the yeah, no comment on <laughs> that. No comment on that. One. I know okay. how much I know how much he spends on the ingredients. How much he the charges. markup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's insane. It's a brand. It's a brand. <laughs> it and is. You're, you're paying for the experience. I want. I want to go there for an experience stuff. once. Yeah. But um, a lot of people told me that it was it was cool for a one time thing. But yeah. that's not. It's so expensive. You don't want to go back right. every week. Right, right, right. But I heard the experience is, is fun. Yeah, if he's there too, because some you know sometimes he's not there. You got to look online. I think he posts his schedule on his website, yeah, okay. so you can kind of see. Because I went to the one in Miami. And he was so there? he wasn't there. Oh, he wasn't there. He had some other guy kind of do the whole thing. Oh, no, 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 no. I need to stop It was okay. close, was but... No, 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 man. If I'm going to pay that kind of money... <laughs> if I'm going to pay that kind of money, you better be there. It's like salt bomb. I have a lot of connections. And like my, my mentor is, was a chef of the White House, Chef Rush. Head chef of the White House for 21 years. Mm-hmm. He can make one phone call and I can just you know, be there. So I'll definitely take that opportunity one day for sure. Is that the guy who interrupts you in your um, videos sometimes on your Instagram? Um, he, and you're like, oh, what are you doing here? But like he'd feature only on like two seconds. No, I think, no, that's like when they snatch the food away, right? Yeah, yeah, No, yeah. that's my son and then my oh, daughter. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I know, he's a big guy. He's only, like, he's only 12. But, um, now, Chef Rush, I think we did a couple of videos together. Um, the last thing was a huge tomahawk. He's where a he, huge like, took, guy. Huge guy. I, I've seen your video. Yeah, and he took yeah. the tomahawk away. There's nothing I could do about it. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, it's funny because after it done fil- filming, so I had this huge tomahawk and this bowl of ramen was like, like huge, I made a huge bowl of bowl of ramen from broth from scratch. Everything, I think he gave us a couple of bites, and we we're like watching him eat it. And I was like, man, we're hungry. He was like, nah, man, this is this is what I need. You know, I need to keep. You know, I need to keep eating it. I was that was like, all oh, for him. All for him. Wow, he ate it all too. Man. Yeah, he's, he's a muscular he's, guy. And not only is he, he's amazing, man, because he just even though he's a chef of the White House, he's he's busy. Um, he travels more than anybody I've ever met in my life. And he'll answer my phone call right now if I call him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, you're so busy. Um, so that's how he kind of became my mentor. He's like, he saw something in me. He's like, bro, he was like, I see something in you. Um, and we had the same agent, had the same agent. Um, and she introduced us. She was like, she actually gave him my number. And he was like, she was like, you know what? I gave him your number, but there's no guarantee he might, he might he's not going to call you. She was like, he might not, he might not even text you, he might not see it. Um, but she was like, I'm, I gave it a chance. I told him about you. Um, he doesn't really, he don't, you know, he's a cool guy, but he's not just going to call a random guy. Called me, invited me to his house, um, like a couple of days later. And I was like, man, what if I was like crazy? You invited me to, to your house. And then he was like, you think you can beat me? I was like, no, you're right. And I, was like, okay. I was like, you're right. He's like, I'm a combat veteran. Look on my table, all this like knives and swords. And I was like, oh yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm no threat. <laughs> he just literally used me as a toothpick after he's done eating. He's a decorated veteran because I think on his white, um, I don't know what you call it, his chef's coat, I oh, guess, he had a couple of medals. Oh, oh the, he, he was one of the top in the world. Yeah. Like, all his, so many medals. Um, he does 2,000, so it's not 200, you're going to listen to this, 2,222 push-ups every single day before he leaves the house for veteran suicide awareness. Mm. Every day. 
I was like, I'll do 222. I'll do 22. I'll do 22. I got 222. I was like, 2000. And it doesn't take them all day. It does it in an hour and a half. I'm like, that is a lot of push every day. That's why it's muscle. Like, this yeah. is just crazy. But yeah, yeah, he's amazing, man. What do you think he saw in you, man? I mean, there's a lot of great chefs out there. I, yeah. Do you guys have similar stories? You know, without you kind of going to his background, what do you see in you? Your passion? That's yeah. a very insulting question, Ron. Like, what do you see in you? <laughs> no, no, I'm thinking the same. Like, he can literally get in How did you guys connect? Yeah, because you know? I was thinking the same. He just, he just saw fire in my eyes. He yeah. said he saw my videos. Um, he saw, he had the passion over the phone because he called me over the phone first. He was like, man. You're on to something. He was like, your, your videos. He was like, before he called me, he saw everything I've ever done. He said, I sat, I sat for like a day to just look at everything you're doing. And he was like, first of all, you're insane. I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> he was like, you do some of the most insane stuff I've ever seen in my life. And he was like, he was like, you're amazing. You're going to go far. And I was like, nice. the chef of the White House told me that? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. That's inspiring. Yeah. yeah. That's important. A lot of the people that we talk to on the podcast here have mentors as well. Yeah. And they talk about just how important it is to have one. To be honest with you all, I don't think I have one at the moment. No. Maybe my father. But um, <laughs> yeah. not really anyone, like, at least on the business side. Like, that, it has to come natural. It can't be. I've had people in my inbox ask me to be their mentor. You don't. Ask somebody to really be your mentor. Well, I don't know if other people do. I I didn't have to ask. I don't know if I got lucky, but I thought it was weird. Like you asked me, it's like I think how ours came naturally. I think it should just come naturally. Yeah, yeah. Most good relationships start that way. I mean, yeah. even when you're dating someone or anyone or making just friends with someone, there's a it just clicks. It has to be natural. Yeah, it has, it has to be natural. Be natural. Yeah. Exactly. That's amazing, man. So you studied in Italy. You studied in Thailand. You come back, and then you mentioned um, about cooking for celebrities. Tell us a little bit more about that. Like, how did you meet those celebrities? Um, Coachella is definitely one, um, and just cooking for free for so long. And what does it mean to cook at a music festival? Were you, like, in the VIP section? Yeah, or so, like... so Pink's, um, they're number one in sales up there. Where they were, they're done being there now. But VIP section where, you know, only big celebrities come. We have the wristband. When we're not... Um, when we're not cooking, we're able to, so from 8 in the morning, we start, and we usually are done cooking around like 10 p.m., so that whole time I'm, I'm working. Um, but after 10 p.m., you can go out, you go back, shower, um, they have showers for you, they have tents, we're in an employee like campground, um, so we can go out, and with this VIP wristband, we can go anywhere we want. Yeah. So after I cook, so everybody's like, hey, you're the one that was cooking over at Pink's, and I just conversate with people, and I'm like, hey, you want me to cook at your, for you? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, we could we sit down and talk, and they kind of give me a run around. But then when I say for free, they're like, "Oh, give me your number." Uh, <laughs> you know, I do have this event coming up, so I was cooking for these these uh, for free for a long time, man. And then my catering company, I started that, and I would break even all the time, like for six months straight. I made no money, so I tell people, don't focus on the money part, man. That if you focus on the money part, you're gonna fail. You just, no matter what you're doing, you have to love it. So I didn't focus on the money, and some people were like, man, but you're you're, you're spending your money and you're not making anything. I was like, so? Like, I want them to post me on their Instagram. I want them, and everyone that's tried my food is like, oh, dang, okay, we see. This is not just Instagram. This is this is amazing. Every single person. So that's kind of how I like the whole cooking for celebrities. And then um, the Instagram, blowing up on Instagram, there were a lot of them in my DMs, a lot. Um, and it was, it was so many celebrities following me even now that I don't know who's following me because it, it's so much. Um, it was a celebrity, go by the name of Carrie Hilson, amazing, 
legendary. Oh, I, I didn't even know she was following me. Mm. I went to her page and said, follow back. And I was like, oh, oh sorry. Like, <laughs> I was like, dang. And then um, my daughter's favorite, she, she plays on the Disney Channel. She's a singer. Her name's Lele. That girl, Lele. Um, and my daughter just randomly like, hey, go to her Instagram. I want to just see her page. She loves her so much. And it said, follow back. My daughter flipped out on me like, why aren't you following Layla? I was like, I didn't know. I'm not going to go to a 13-year-old It's hard to get that. Just follow her back. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, I don't even know who she is. And she, I don't know how she found me. So I think it's the whole TikTok and a lot of people. And I wish TikTok or Instagram had a button to, you can see what verified pages follow you. Because I have no idea. Mm. So when I go, I have to go to that page and it always says follow back. I'm like, I had no idea you were following me. That'd be like, a good filter to if, have, actually. Yeah, yeah. If Drake was following me right now, I wouldn't know. We could, like, check that right now. Right? <laughs> 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 I would not know. <laughs> so I'm like, man. Wow. So, yeah, that's, that's how I can. And, and every celebrity that's tried my food has went just absolutely crazy. And they wanted me to come back more and more and more and more. So. And I'm sure your friends must have thought you crazy offering free services to celebrities. Right. Like, they can afford it. Yeah. They can afford it, but they get so much stuff for free. Um, once you, you know, and especially if you're new, they're like, well, we don't even know who you are. My following wasn't up. I was trying to get my following up. Um, so then that's, it's only one for free. You get one free. So each celebrity I'll cook for free once and 99% of the time, which is all the time, almost. <laughs> and then, um, they'll call me back and they're like, okay, well, Hey, I have this brunch. Um, this is how much I want to pay you. I'm like, oh, okay. Without me even saying anything. So it's just building those relationships. Yeah, getting your foot in the door. Yeah, and a lot of my, um, you know, a lot of celebrity clients have became friends. You know, I have Jabari Banks from um, Bel Air, the brand new show Bel Air, he plays Will. Um, Fatboy SSE, he has almost six million followers. Um, we mentioned Kerry Hilson, you yeah. know, where we talk a lot now. So, you know, I just conversate with these celebrities like, like I'm one, you know, just a normal. And, you know, everybody put me in that category as a celebrity. Because I've been out where I'm taking pictures, I'm signing autographs. Um, it got to the point to where I'm catering. Um, I was catering um, a bachelorette party, and they all wanted me to sign cutting boards. They were bringing out everything for me to sign. I'm like, well, what is going on? Cutting here? boards with you? They're cutting boards. like, sign this cutting board. It, yeah. I'm like, and I didn't even know how to sign an autograph. So I'm like, what is going on? I'm over here putting my signature right <laughs> like I'm applying for a job. Yeah. And so I have to go back and practice that. And then I had the trendy down with the big T, and I was like, man, so now I have it down. But, yeah. you know, we are all the time, and my kids will be like, who, uh-oh, here they come again. And people coming up to me, hey, I, hey, I know you, hey, you're on the Food Network, hey, you're on here. So I'm still getting used to it. Um, the biggest thing that happened was I was in Winco grocery store, um, and I was just shopping, and one person noticed me, and so he got his camera. Ten people around him started getting out the camera. I was like, do you guys know who I am? And then more people started coming to where the management had to come down and kind of help me out. And that was the first time that happened to me. And that was like last year. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Do you still <laughs> offer the um, one-time free celebrity? Uh, no, 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 no. That's, 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 that's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, the, the one time is gone now. Um, <laughs> He's made it. He doesn't give it out free yeah, service yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, one time. The one time was I did that for like a year straight. That's those. That and it, now that I'm, and I was still working for other like restaurants and doing other stuff, I'm a full-time entrepreneur. I work for nobody. So everything now is all income, so I can't. But on like collaborations, yeah, if it's like a couple of celebrities and collaborate, you see a food video, then that's different. But just cooking, catering for free, yeah, no. mm. not unless I'm doing it for a charity or doing something like that. Well, technically, we're a charity. Like we like to promote, like, just kidding. <laughs> 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 He's not ready for the food. <laughs> 
so you work with these celebrities, you meet like Jared Leno, you get on the, the Food Network, right? Yep. Tell us about some of the shows you've done or like the competition. What was that? What was that like? Food Network was the biggest. Um, when they and they they DM me on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, they said, "Hey, we have this new show." So it was already a show called Guys Grocery Games. If you guys saw that, so Guys Grocery Games is a grocery store game. You pick random ingredients, but you can go inside of the grocery store. They're like, "No, we have a different concept: supermarket stakeout, where the, the customers are coming out of the grocery store." And it was in Arizona, Gilbert, Arizona. And everybody has brown paper bags, so you don't know what's in it. You can't see through it. So they're like, you're going to just buy a, a random cart. You have $500 for three rounds. You're going to buy a cart and whatever's in it. But you don't make whatever you want. Um, Bobby Flay, he got to pick the first one. He's like, hey, I want you guys to make a, a noodle dish. Something with noodles. So you get the first round. You can spend as much money as you want. That's on you if you run out. Because if you run out, you automatically disqualify I spent half. I spent two hundred fifty dollars in the first round because I didn't get noodles. I bought one person's basket, no noodles. Another person's basket, no noodles. <laughs> and I looked over, and all my competition, they all had noodles. Oh man! I was like, "What is going on?" And so, in the commercial, they cut. They cut to my face for it because I was so stressed. I was like, "What am I going to do?" And put my head down. And I was like, "Oh, you guys are going to use that." Yeah. And they used that to go into the commercial. And they came back, and I was like. And what am I going to do? I looked at the clock. I think I had 10 minutes left. So I couldn't, at that point, you can't make noodles from scratch in 10 minutes. So I was like, man, well, you probably could. But yeah, it's going to be with that, with everything else. No, no. Once you're done with that, then it's going to run out. So I was like, you know, I don't have any time. I saw a spiralizer. I saw zucchini. So I did zucchini noodles. Um, and I didn't do, I didn't make it. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to make this like a vegan dish. I'm going to throw some candy bacon on it and, you know, just make it crazy. And Bobby Flay thought it was the smartest thing in the world. And I won, once I passed the first round, the second round was called Paul, uh, Ballpark Bites. Mm-hmm. Everything you'll get at a ballpark. I'm like, oh, they deep fry everything. It's over for you. There man. you go. Yeah, so that round, I was so confident. I made a, a corn dog. I saw a ground Italian sausage uh, and string cheese. I put the string cheese inside of the sausage. Um, and then I breaded it, of course, like the corn dog. So when you bite it, it's just string cheese. Mm-hmm. They thought that was genius. Alex Quinn Shelley, at that point, said he's, un- he's unstoppable. And I heard that, I was like, whoa, what's going on right now? But then the third round, always dessert. The lady that um, I went against, she owned a, a bunch of different like bakeries. And she was basically telling me, hey, young man, she was older. She was like, good job. You did good. Congratulations. Um, yeah, she, before the round's it, even yeah, over. Yeah, she was like, you did good. You got to the third <laughs> round. But this is it for you. Wow. She told me that. I was like, dang, she was like, I own bakeries. There, there's no way. She was like, it's no way you can beat me. And that one was called layered desserts. You have to layer a dessert like a parfait. We both made parfaits. We didn't even know. They let us go in the grocery store one time. There was like a, a special round. And we both come out with um, Oreos. And we both make a parfait. But mine is a strawberry peanut butter parfait. And it's layered all the way up to the top. Hers is a cute little parfait with berries. But it's not layered. And that's why I went around. Mm-hmm. I won the entire thing because I layered it because they said layered dessert. You, you were put, listening. You yeah, were attention. Yeah. It said layered dessert, yeah, so I layered yeah. the heck out of that dessert, like all the way to the top. And then um, Bobby uh, Bobby Flay's favorite thing in the world is peanut butter. I had no idea, and I made a peanut butter parfait. And I was like, oh, dang, this is crazy. Like, how did this happen? But they said I was the longest um, deliberation. Like, they had to literally cut the cameras because they didn't know who to pick still. Even though she didn't layer it, she, you know, they had to go off all three rounds, and it was just like, it got dark at that point. I'm sweating. And they still made us stand there. And at that time, 
we went to the grocery store. It was like five in the morning when we first went. So nobody was there at first. Like the store, we started when the store opened at like eight. Mm -hmm. But we had to get there at five, do makeup and all that other stuff. Um, And then as the day went on, crowds, like the normal traffic. So now people are crowding around watching us. So we're just standing there. And people were like, what is going on? Just standing for a long time. When they called my name, I was like, almost fell to the ground. I was like, I just went to Food Network show. Like, this is, this is not real. I was like, this is not real, man. I was like, what's the catch? Like, something's going on. I was like, nah, man, you want, you want the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. Would you consider that your first big breakthrough as far as the media? Yeah, um, not social media. That actually got me in a lot of doors in real life. Mm. It's crazy. That got me in doors in real life and the deep frying and crazy stuff got me in, like, social media. So that got me in the doors of me being a Food Network winning chef instead of just, hey, I was on the Food Network. Anybody, if you're on the Food Network, you want you lost the first round. It's like, oh, yeah, but let me see your show. And if you watch the show, you were only on there for two minutes. Yeah. So it was like three minutes. So I was like, you're done. Like that. But as a winner, I you're watching the entire episode. And now all these other, and it was during the pandemic. It was right before, it was January 2020, and the pandemic started in April when that, um, when it when the show aired. Yeah. The show aired, I had this Big plan, red carpet. My friend has a restaurant. I was going to have everybody there. Oh, no. Nope. The, the world said no. You can have like a couple people in your house. I was like, oh, no. So we, but that was, that was perfect because everybody was tuned in at home. They didn't have nothing else to do. So it got so many views. And that was the first show that they aired at Supermarket Stakeout during the pandemic. The very first show. So they had millions and millions. It was their, their highest show. Yeah. Yeah, highest scene show. And you were a part of it. <laughs> and, and Bobby Flay. Um, he judges Iron Chef in bigger, bigger shows. That was his first time ever in his career judging a parking lot grocery store game show. And he was so, and people tuned in because of that. It was like Bobby Flay doesn't do this, and him and Alex Quinn Shelley are really good friends. That's the only reason he did it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, I get the episode of Bobby Flay, and I get the episode airing during the pandemic. It was insane, man. That looks good on your resume, man. Yeah. Understatement of the world. Yeah, so that got me in like any door. When I say I'm a Food Network chef, not from clubs to to restaurants to, you know, they want to always bring out their head chef to meet me. It's like, it was just crazy after that. Wow. Yeah. So that real life, but on social media, I didn't get a whole bunch of followers from it. Um, it was crazy. I was like, it was weird. I, I guess more. it's a different audience. Yeah. Food Network, different. I guess, is a different audience. I, I I, I don't really know who that audience would be, but the social media is definitely the younger population. Yeah, Food Network is definitely like the older crowd because yeah. when I go into grocery stores, there's a lot of grandmas and everybody. Like, hey, you're that guy with the fedora on the fedora. <laughs> Always say the fedora. I'm like, yeah, that's me. And they're like, Dude, the fedora looks good on you. Yeah, like, that's I can't like caps. Like, you got the Playboy one right yeah, now. I don't even recognize you. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always, I usually do the fedoras. That's like my stamp. Like, mm-hmm. I would never. I told any, I'll turn down a TV show if I can't wear my fedora wow. because I won the first show with it and I want that people to know, oh, okay, we see him on this show. See him. Do you have but, a lucky fedora? No, no, I just wear it anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, we've, um, from that, um, working with my good friend John Luca on a couple of TV shows, amazing TV shows. Um, um, I don't know, I can't say the other show I'm going to be on, but I can give a hint. Um, I am going to be on another food competition show finally. Um, the reason it took this long is one, because we're working on shows, and two, um, because of the pandemic, um, a lot of stuff shut down for a while. Mm. So when people are like, man, that was like two years ago, you're on TV, when are you going to get back on TV? I, I couldn't get, nobody could really. Um, and to get on it, there was so many rules, but now they're back to normal. Um, so I'll be doing another show. And the hint is it's a show that every 
everybody knows whether you cook or not, it's the number one show um, on Food Network. It's the, it's the biggest I show. I cannot wait. Yeah. Google search right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not breaking the rules that we figured out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, awesome. the biggest, it's the biggest show on, on, on Food Network. Do you like being on TV? I love it. It's, my, it's what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like I'm opening um, two restaurants, actually. It's the same restaurant, but two locations. Um, my goal is to make sure those are up and running. Um, and then focus on strictly TV, strictly YouTube, branding deal. That's my being in front of the camera is what. And people are like, it's funny because the other chefs, so the chef that lost first on the show, Michelin star chef, amazing guy. His plate was beautiful. Um, he made a bowl of fudge, the beautiful, most beautiful bowl of fudge I've ever seen in the parking lot. But he looked to the left and all of the seasons right there. He didn't use even an inch of salt. He, he said he was so nervous, he didn't season anything. His hands were, you could see his hands shaking when it, I was like, he's like, I don't know, and he's a Michelin star chef, he's cooked in front of crowds, but when you're on the Food Network, it's cameramen on cranes, they have a crane yeah. to the top, they have all these cameramen and lights, and he was like, bro, I don't know what happened, I was like, <laughs> he's like what and, the fuck? and with me, and with, and with me, I was different, they thought I was going to be like that, because in the lobby, we're sitting, waiting to go in, and I'm over there quiet like this, and they're like, oh, that guy's going to, he's going to just blank out on it, and as soon as that, I'm like, and I'm still quiet. So they say action. I'm like, hey, trendy chef, let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. They're like, oh, snap. What the, What happened? I'm the first chef also to ever have a dance battle on the Food Network in Food Network history. A dance battle. I had a Whoa. dance battle in the parking lot. How did that work? Um, so, the, so the guy was coming out. <laughs> the guy was coming out. To, and he had his girl. She, there was me and another girl. She's a good friend of mine. 